right, so welcome to another episode of the Contacts to Contracts podcast. I am Brian Lovell with my co-host here, John Jones. And today we have a special guest, Pamela Paulson with Home Loan Assist. Pam, thanks for joining us. Thank you. It's a pleasure being here. Yeah. Glad you, glad you made it today. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So tell us a little bit about um, what you do in, okay. in your company. So Home Loans Assist, we're credit restoration and education. Um, I'm a regional director, and primarily before the pandemic, I would travel around, do my credit FICO trainings for mortgage professionals and realtors, mm-hmm. first-time home buyers, essentially teach on, on credit, because even people in our industry, they don't understand all the ins and outs um, specific to credit. Um, And it really stems from the outrageous number of errors on credit reports to begin with. (laughs) Are Are you aware? Uh, I've heard of that there are mistakes, yes. There are. So the Federal Trade Commission, actually, they have conducted studies that have shown over 80% of consumers' credit reports contain at least one error that negatively impact a consumer's credit score. Wow. That's a... That's something I did not know. Yeah, yeah, no kidding, no kidding. So, um, one a question I gotta ask you real quick. So, originally we got introduced to you when I say we, our, our company, mm-hmm. um, because I believe you were helping some of our loan officers do some like in office trainings at some real estate offices. Is that that's correct? Accurate. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, is that is that like your primary audience is real estate agents, loan originators? What? So. For business, uh, the referral partners, absolutely. You know, the contacts, which would benefit us in our industry, would Mm -hmm. be the mortgage professional, loan officers, realtors. But being from the teaching, I was a a teacher back. Okay. Yep. So I'm very passionate about educating consumers. Anybody who wants to learn about credit, I want to disperse that knowledge because we're not taught this in school. Yeah, no kidding. Mm-hmm. It's interesting, you know, they, in school they do teach us a little bit of economics, right? They, so. they teach you you can get a credit card right when you start at 18. <laughs> <They> <laughs> you don't learn economics until you're 22 or three and you now realize you haven't paid that card that in five years. You have to pay years. that card back, <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, but I think, you know, they, they teach us, like, it's interesting because they don't teach credit, you know, but I remember, I think it was about eighth grade that I took an economics class for the first time. And if you did, like, I don't know if you did this in your school, but like we did stock market simulators yep. Yep. and stuff like that. So they, so they teach you all of this stuff to, about money, except how to actually spend it. To manage it. <laughs> or manage exactly. it, right? Manage it is the, is the yes. key right there. Yeah. Don't take on too much debt, right? So Pam, you, you, you help in the way that if we, if we get introduced to a client and the client you know, doesn't necessarily qualify mm-hmm. today to buy a home, what we like to tell people is um, it's never no, it just might not be right now. Right. And then at that point, we could make the introduction uh, with you mm-hmm. uh, and, and you and the client explain what happens from there and you know, how you might be able to put them in a better position to come back three, six months or a year, Absolutely. whatever that time period is and, and how that all works. So any referral that we receive, um, they get a, we do a full comprehensive um, review and evaluation of their credit. Our systems are integrated with the three credit bureaus, so we do a soft pull. Um, we don't require loan officers to send us the credit report. Sometimes there's okay. compliance issues with that, sure. obviously. Yep. So we do a soft pull and just walk through their entire credit program 
profile from top to bottom. We want to identify if there are errors on there. Juniors and seniors, um, we see people getting merged, information getting merged onto the credit reports all the time. So it's misreporting information from the Bureau at the Bureau level and um, a mix up of information, you know, at the Bureau level and then also at the creditor level. So going through the credit report, we just want to set proper expectations. Um, the whole goal is to either correct or delete the erroneous derogatory information. That's only one half of it though. The other piece or the other half is helping them coach or coaching them on building their positive credit. If they have any revolving credit cards, where the balances are, helping them establish secured credit cards, things of that nature. Okay. Well, so your goal is to give them uh, an entire credit uh, education, mm -hmm. not just look for the errors or here are some of the things that you could do to improve your credit score, but going in terms of educating like this is how you got in this mess and this is kind of how you stay out of this mess exactly okay so it's giving them a starting point um, certainly everybody's credit is different so we would not want them to do anything that would adversely affect them paying a collection most consumers are not aware yes. paying an older collection will drop their credit score because it simply is refreshing that date of last activity. It's bringing an older account current. Um, a charge-off, however, different than a collection, a charge-off is when a credit card goes delinquent. It's now a derogatory uh, remark on the credit report. Paying that can help raise the score. So again, it's identifying what is on that credit report and how to be, you know best get them in a better position. So th that's kind of a sticky wicket. You know, like you talk about, um you know, your credit score could go down if you paid down a collection. Makes no sense. It, right. it, it does make any sense. So like, you know, at, at what point is, is it any collection that shows up on a credit report or is it of a certain age that mm -hmm. you would give that advice? Hey, just let that fall into oblivion in a couple of years. So that's a great question. If it's a newer collection, whether it's, you know, um, that month, a couple months old, our best advice is pay it okay but definitely the ideal scenario pay to delete so we help the consumer contact the uh, third-party collection company or the uh, creditor mm -hmm. and just say I'm willing to pay this will in turn of receiving payment will you delete it off my credit report okay. I have a list of um, companies that usually will upon payment oh, wow. delete um, but there are a number of companies out there that, that will not that, will that not. just aren't gonna do it right yeah. Okay. But anything older, you know, whether it's, you know, five months, a year, several years, that's tricky. And so okay. without Quest question, can mm -hmm. that be negotiated? That yes, payoff? Absolutely. Okay. So, again, we know the companies we've been Settled in business in full. Correct. Mm -hmm. yep. okay. Exactly. Yeah. So you because you've been in business for as long as you have, mm -hmm. you kind of know who's going to be willing to work with a consumer and who is not. So l let me ask this question. If if I just choose to I'm, I'm just not going to pay this collection. How long until it just goes away? So there is a statute of limitations here in Florida. It is seven years on most collections, charge-offs, things of that nature. Okay. Bankruptcies, as you guys probably know, they can stay on your credit report up to 10 uh -huh. years. Sure. Uh, judgments can stay indefinitely. Um, so we never advise clients not to pay. Please understand that. <laughs> we never do. Um, it, it can be very... Nor do we. <laughs> um, there are times when uh, collection companies can garnish consumer wages. I mean, that's where, you know, or sure. get a judgment yep. slapped on them. Yep. So, yep. Um, yeah, we just want to go about it strategically so they're not... So here's a damage. question. If, if somebody has a collection and that gets sold, let's say six years down the mm -hmm. road, 
to from ABC to XYZ. Mm -hmm. Can that start the trigger in the clock again? It on absolutely that will, but it's illegal because of that statute of limitation law. Okay. It, it goes off of the date that account first went delinquent. So companies mm -hmm. are notorious for selling old debt. It's mm -hmm. worth nothing. It's literally worth pennies on the dollar when it's yeah. that old, but they want some money. Yeah. Restarts the date of last activity, but legally it cannot. Yeah. So that's when somebody would come mm -hmm. to you and you could help yes. them through that process. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So really, the way the reason companies will do that or de debt collection specifically it's is they, to them. They they'll they buy have six months. Yeah. They'll buy a thousand dollar debt for two cents, twenty five dollars yeah. or whatever. Right. If they collect fifty dollars off of that, they turned, you know, some margin on it. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely crazy because I think you're right. The average consumer doesn't know that. And I think the average consumer, they get this notice that, hey, you have a collection and you forget about it over a period of time because you didn't pay it. And then it shows up again and all that fear all comes back, yeah. right? And that's how those debt collection agencies make money. It's their tactic too, yeah. absolutely. So, and there's cease and desist. If, if there are companies that are threatening or making those mm -hmm. harassing phone calls, we can help the consumer stop that. Um, and medical, oh my gosh, every time I pull a credit report and I see this just outrageous number of medical collections on there and the consumer- Pages and pages. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and so you know, the client or the consumer might say, well, I had insurance, why wasn't it covered? Or I didn't even know, I, I never received a bill. So there's just, any way these companies can make money. So yeah, education is huge for our consumers. Yeah, so what goes into the making up of a credit score? I mean, there, I'm sure there's a lot of, I mean, obviously we've talked about collections, but mm -hmm. what are some of the other factors that okay. go into that? So the five critical key components are um, payment history. That's 35%. That's the largest piece of what's calculated in consumer's credit. And all it is, is are you paying your bills on time or are you, or not? Are you not? Okay. No. But let's take it one step further. Companies, they don't have to report consumer information to the bureaus. They can pick and choose what information they want to report, how often they want to report. Companies are either set up as a positive contract company or negative contract company. All that means a positive contract company usually is associated with a high dollar risk. So your okay. mortgage, credit cards, um, auto, you know, a lot of auto loans or um, leases. Leases. Thank you. Okay. They will pay to report each month. Were okay. you aware that companies had to actually pay to? No, I was not. Yeah, so they—that's a positive contract company. So that's why some, some only report to yes. one or two. Yep. yep. And you say, why is my score seven fifty here and six fifty here? Mm -hmm. yep. Because that there's a, there's obviously exactly. some, one trade line that's. Well, listen, I gotta say, so far I've been doing this for a while, and I've learned two things specifically I had no idea of, and I would consider myself pretty well versed in this, so thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. So, to, to kind of conclude with that uh, payment history, so we talked about the positive companies, positive contract, negative contract companies, they only report the end outcome. So we're talking your cell phone carriers, um, okay. gym memberships. If you go delinquent or you don't pay a month, they might shut off your service. That'll prompt you to give them a call yep. and make a payment. They don't report that late payment unless it goes delinquent. Mm -hmm. So you brought up something about gym memberships. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back to <laughs> when I first moved to Florida, I had a roommate that had a gym membership. I think he went to, let's say it was Lifestyles maybe way back, or Bally's Fitness. Okay. And he did a three-year contract, signed it. This is 25 years ago. Wow and went one day, mm -hmm. 
walked in with a tank top and they said, you can't work out here with a tank top. He said, well, I want the membership canceled and he left. Mm -hmm. Never went back there. Five years later, came to me to get a mortgage and I said, hey, Jimbo. I said, there's, there's a substantial collection out there for that Bally's Fitness. And they were notorious back then, by the way, for doing it. I mean, literally, they would tell you, no problem, tear it up. And it was two grand. Um, he was able to negotiate it and pay it and, mm-hmm. and move forward to change his score. But today, do the, the, the gyms, do, do they actually have your social security number to report? How would they report? Just curious. That's a great question. I, I don't know if they actually have the social security, but I've actually seen gym membership seen, yeah. collections on yeah. there. Okay. I don't know. I mean, I think 25 years ago, the way they set up a gym payment was probably a lot. I mean, today it's just on my credit card, mm-hmm. right? And it comes out of my bank okay. account as an ACH, right. you know, every single month. And it's going to keep coming out every single month until I'm like, hey, stop doing that, right? right. <laughs> so anymore, I think a lot of these gyms, they don't have that um, membership plan. That, yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. And and the reason I wanted to really kind of go in depth with that positive and negative contract companies is simply because when we're educating or going through a credit report with a consumer, we let them know, hey, we understand life happens, especially now. Furloughed people, people who can't pay their bills, whatever they can do to pay those companies or those bills that we know will be reporting is essential. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. So um, what are some other things that factor into? Okay. The second biggest piece, 30% is amounts owed. It's simply credit card utilization. And sometimes our clients will say, well, I, I got into trouble years ago. I don't have any credit cards. Guess what? They're never going to get approved for a loan. They're missing out on 30% sure. of what's calculated. So it doesn't matter if we get them established with a secured or unsecured credit card. They're weighted exactly the same. It's where they keep their balance. If they have credit cards, um, we coach them on what to pay down, to what percentage. A lot of my mortgage professionals, well, if I asked you, what is the sweet spot? Where where do you think that percentage balance to credit limit ratio is to get the biggest boost in your score? You better say 30, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Cheater! <laughs> John's over here giving me smoke signals. Well, <laughs> well. Like, hey, look at me. Look at me while our heads turn. <laughs> <laughs> so he's saying 30%. Do you agree with that? I was actually going to say 50%. Oh, wow. Okay, you're closer. It's 10%. Wow. 10%. We have seen scores jump 60, 80, sometimes over 100 points by simply paying down credit card balances to 10% or less. So 10% of the available credit yeah. limit. Or of the t- of the credit limit. So let me give you an so example. So it's like a big tease. They really don't want you to use credit. They, want, <laughs> they throw it out there. Well, they want you to use it. They just want you to pay it off every month. Well, you know? I mean, it's interesting. $1,000 is 100, right? So yeah. 10%, I mean, it's, you know, it's... And again, it's not something that we're saying, do this the rest of your life. But while you're trying to get the best interest rates, because you need your credit score to be as high as possible to get that approval for a home loan, pay down those credit cards to 10% or less, not at zero. So credit card companies have a once a month reporting date to the bureaus. The reporting date is different than the statement date, different than the due date. So uh, let me give you an example. Let's say Capital One credit card, the due date's on the first. 
the client would call the company, hey, what, what day do you report? It could be the 5th, the 7th, there's no rhyme or reason, but find out what day they report to the bureaus. You don't want that card sitting at zero because it looks like you're not using the card and you're not Crazy. getting the biggest boost wow. in your score. Man, I feel like this is a lot to juggle. All right, so real quick. <laughs> That's why you have me. <laughs> so, so jumping back, if you, were, if you were assisting somebody and somebody had a $1,000 credit limit and they had, let's say, 800, 900 or close mm-hmm. to that limit, do you help them maybe try to increase the limit Absolutely. or negotiate that and that, exactly. that might help? Yeah, so if they don't have the money to pay down, they if they have their credit card Buy established, exactly. Okay. Call them, but I always ask them. It's a be- solid strategy. Buy, buy before, up, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. But before they just say, hey, do I qualify for a credit line increase? Ask the company if they're going to do a hard pull because obviously then you get hit with an inquiry which can drop your score, okay. you know, a couple points, two to five points. Okay. Um, oftentimes though, well-established on-time payments, they'll just naturally, the companies will give you that wow. credit limit increase without doing a hard well, pull. Well, it's very interesting to me because I, I think the strategy most of us employ is, hey, I can help you improve your score a couple of points if you pay down some debt. Mm-hmm. Um, looking at it this way, hey, can I get an increased credit line keeping the same balance you already have could get you 30, 40 the points. same result. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I can see you doing the calculations in your head <laughs> yeah. on your own credit cards. <laughs> so so turning a, a, a different question, um, so when somebody, let's say you, you're, uh, they, they report on the first, mm-hmm. or the, the payments due on the first for a credit card, we know on the mortgage industry that we don't report late until they they panic, right? So mm-hmm. our consumer says, hey, I can't get the payment in until the 5th, right? Right. We don't have late penalties until the 15th, mm-hmm. and we don't report late until it's gone beyond 30 days. How does that work with different credit cards, mm-hmm. and how do you track that knowing if they're all due a different date, and what is it a hard 30 days for a credit card? Most of them. They give you a grace period. Okay. So usually it is that 30 days, but again, it's not a steadfast rule, so I always advise the consumer, call the company and find out what their rules or stipulations right. are. It, it just makes me think, like, you know, all the years that I pulled credit and would, would, would point out a late to somebody, and they'd say, oh, it was only three days late. So, I mean, mm-hmm. most people think yeah. due on the first, if I paid on the fifth, that, that they're late. Right. Yeah. And the reality is that's not the well, case. Well, I think you, the reality, too, like, let's just talk about a mortgage payment. If you made, you know, you have that grace period up until the 15th every month where you don't have a late fee. Right? I used mm-hmm. it. <clears throat> on, on, on the 16th, if you were to make that mortgage payment, they're not necessarily going to report it late, but they, they are going to charge you the late fee. Correct. So truly, like on a mortgage, you're going to have to be 30 days late before it starts to show up as a as a late. Right. And let's just add on to that. So oftentimes what I'll see is the consumer, if they go 30 days late, they'll end up making the payment, not realizing now they're getting hit with rolling mm-hmm. lates because they have to pay that late payment on top of And the next one. Yep. Yeah. 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 It's interesting to me as just you know, you're pointing out thirty five percent of it is um, the payment history, and then thirty percent of it is what are your balance owed on your revolving credit lines, right? right? So sixty-five yes. percent of it—that's a big chunk of it, you know, right, right there. It is, you know, mm-hmm. big, big chunk of it. So moving on, um, the the last three items, fifteen percent is just length of credit history. It's just an average of all open active accounts. So again, if we pull a credit report and we see, especially around the holidays 
people love to open credit card store credit yes. cards get that 10 percent sales credit card yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we might coach them you need to go close those cards down but we don't want the consumer sometimes if they don't use their credit cards companies can close down well-established credit cards sure. for um, non-use yeah credit scores will drop or yep. if if client if they open too much credit that's kind of a red flag yep. too yep yeah okay. I, I had that happen probably 15 years ago I had an account that I had for a really, really long time, had paid it down, wasn't using it at all. Um, and when that, when it, eventually they closed the account mm-hmm. on their side because I wasn't using it and it affected sure. my credit score. Yeah. So uh, how, like, what what's the threshold? So if it's something that's like two years old, hey, it would be okay to cancel. But if it's five years, you want to keep it? Like, is there a... Is yeah, there a sweet spot there? I'm, we're talking a couple of months. So if, oh, if wow. there's a new credit card that was open just a few months ago, we, we we can do a calculation by determining how many points we can get by closing those cards. Anything older than that, four months, six months, if it's reporting positively, I would not recommend closing okay. the card down. Authorized user, that's another thing I do <laughs> that like. That was what I was gonna bring ah, up. Okay, <laughs> so another way we can get big boosts quickly for loan officers and for clients, their credit scores. It's a trick. Mm-hmm. Just you, now, um, you know, just have them a significant other or a family member can add them on one of their well-established credit cards that with a low balance, on-time payment history, and boom, as soon as that company reports, their scores can just skyrocket. Yep. yep. So I, I want to point out real quick, and then we'll ask you a couple of the questions here. But I, I think what's really important for loan originators to take away, if you're if you're watching this podcast, is a good loan originator who understands how credit scores can affect your borrower's ability to get um, an interest rate. Even mm-hmm. you know this is valuable knowledge to have because if you're able to work with somebody like Pam and her company, or, or you or you have a good idea of this on your own you might be able to win an extra deal or two by being able to say to somebody, hey, listen, if, if we did these couple of things in regards to your credit, this is the rate I could get you versus the rate that I can get you now. And I think that working with a loan originator too who has that understanding and that skill set um, is gonna set you apart from everybody else, right? I think that in today's lending environment, you know, I say this all the time, you know, lenders are all very similar. We all have pretty much the same products. We all have pretty much the same rates and we all close loans relatively fast, right? So knowing that as a loan officer, your borrower could get a loan, especially if they're a well-qualified borrower who um, is gonna have a nice down payment, they could get a loan anywhere. Mm -hmm. When you become a consultant versus just an originator, it makes a huge difference. Mm -hmm. The other thing I would tell you, the reason you want to make sure you're aligned with somebody like Pamela and her company too, is that complexity in today's lending environment is our friend, right? The harder a deal is to get done, the less likely they are to possibly look at getting their, their loan done somewhere else. Yeah, I, absolutely. I mean, you you probably can give us some great examples of somebody that you've worked with probably for a year or two, maybe longer. I, again, going back to the, the number one goal for most people is to own their own home. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and whether you've had some mistakes and you, you know with credit in the past or some of those issues, that you know somebody like you can help them sooner than later. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because everybody thinks, hey, maybe next year, maybe next year. Right. Um, now's the time. You know, why don't you reach out to somebody like you? 
and start working on those things that are going to help you get there sooner than later. Absolutely. And, and instead of just burying your head in the sand and putting yes. it off. I mean, just you know, hit it head on and, and, and get it fixed. Absolutely. And and it's no it snowballs from there. What people and the consumers don't realize is, it affects everything that they buy, mm-hmm. uh-huh. the rates that they get offered. If they go to get a car loan, I mean, it they're drastically uh-huh. overpaying finance charges yep. for everything in life. Um, car insurance. Even, even, I was going to say car insurance. What about <laughs> insurance? What about, I mean, I, it's been a number a number of years since I've shopped for even a new cellular carrier. But when I originally signed up with the company I, that I have cell service through now, same thing, they pulled a credit check. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. People with subpar credit, one in three individuals have subpar, which just is in my industry under 620. They can't get rental properties. Everybody is wow. pulling credit these days. So it's now, and what I love is six years ago when I started with Home Loans Assist, people, it was just such, a big question. They didn't understand credit. Now I think consumers are more aware that Absolutely. they have to work on credit their credit. Karma, right? yeah. they, they have access <laughs> yeah, now. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. All right. So Pamela, can you share with us just kind of, well, we, we can kind of close on this. We just have a couple more minutes okay. left, but what would you say your top five tips are for a consumer? Okay. Um, for, for building yeah. credit? Okay. Check your credit report. I love what you said about burying the head in the sand. They cannot. So First and foremost, there is um, consumers can get a free credit report mm-hmm. once a year. Go to www.annualcreditreport.com. You're getting those reports directly from the bureaus. It's free. Do not pay for the scores though, because they will ask you know for a certain yeah, yeah. you know fee. The scores don't matter, but monitor your credit. Even if you go to Credit Karma, now Credit Karma only reports two out of the three bureaus. It's not all the information. But monitor your credit. Look for any errors. Um, pay your bills on time. Mm-hmm as you know, much as you can. If you can't pay your bills on time, communicate with the companies because absolutely. they just want to know what's happening. What's going on. Okay. Absolutely. And probably the last two I would say is um, don't open too many new accounts too rapidly. Again, okay. red flag. Uh, lenders Which is will something think. that people do at this time of the year. Yep. <laughs> Here's something crazy about credit. I had an, a loan officer call me about two weeks ago and, and talking about as people get older and they've I mean, the American dream, again, is to own your home free and clear, mm-hmm. yeah. to own your car outright free and clear, retire with money in the bank, right. and then what happens? They no longer have the need for credit, mm-hmm. and they close all their credit accounts. Right. I, I don't even know how you live without a credit card. If you yeah. need to rent a car or get a hotel, yeah. you need a credit card. But we recently just ran into a situation where plenty of money in the bank, yeah. everything free and clear, and they're looking to buy a second home, and we're, we're having a difficult time getting them financed. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think, you know, um, <clears throat> you know, Dave Ramsey teaches that, mm-hmm. right? It's like the Dave, Dave Ramsey financial piece is not to have credit. Disappear, right. Yeah. And, and the challenge with that is when you have none, regardless of how much assets that you have, you put yourself in a difficult position. You know, what I think you could do in that instance is if you have significant assets, you could put a secured credit card up against that asset just long enough to get you the credit scores that you need. I think the fear, though, is somebody's going to get a hold of that information and have access to the card. And I do know that you're able to call your creditor mm-hmm. and have them freeze that card. And then you have to sign in and log in to have access to the card. So if you did have a trip planned and you needed to book a hotel, yeah. you could activate the card and then freeze it. And rather than just closing it. Right. Yeah. That it's right. Well, shoot, I, I, think, I think nowadays, you know, a lot of these um, credit card companies, you know, I, I know with a credit card that I have, I can freeze the account from yep. an app on my phone. Yeah. 
you know. So you, you've got some of those like cool tools that we didn't necessarily have 10 or 15 years ago. You know, today you could look daily at your credit card statement, whereas you used to have to wait for it to come in the mail, which was another way that people were stealing people's right. identities and credit and, and all of that stuff. Today, you don't even have to get the paper bill to your house. You can use it, the app on your phone and you can turn that credit card on and off whenever you want. You leave it at a restaurant, turn it off. That's true. Until you can go back and get yeah. it. So, so you've got some of those resources and tools available to you today to perfect to protect you. I love it. And if any of your viewers, if you haven't, if they haven't checked their credit report lately, I would love to do a free um, soft pull cool. and awesome. review of their credit. So, Thank you, yeah, John. absolutely. Yeah. 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 Any, John, any last? No, I mean, I think you covered it. Okay. That, we learned a couple great things yeah. today. Yeah, Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for having so, me. So, Pamela, thanks for joining us again. Pamela with Home Loan Assist. Um, if you liked what you saw today, don't forget to subscribe uh, to our YouTube channel. Like this. Share it with anybody who you think might find a value to it. Again, thanks for tuning in to the Contacts to Contracts podcast. I am Brian Lovell with John Jones. Thank you again, Pamela. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Have a great day.